Hey, BU community. I have some really exciting news. I was approached with an idea and I said, yes. You know, we talk about if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. This was a hell yes. So I'm really proud to tell you that I'm now a part of Supercast. So Supercast is a way for you to get more access to me more access to a deeper dive into the content we are sharing and discussing together on this amazing BU podcast, and also content that you will never ever hear in BU. So if you want to hear me talk about divorce, either what it's like to go through a divorce, what people think about and the stories they tell themselves in a marriage about divorce, where that comes from, what it feels like to actually choose divorce, because I know a lot of women are afraid to talk to other women about that, you know, because I'm someone who did make the decision to divorce. What if you don't want a divorce and your partner approaches you and says that this is what is going to happen? What does that look like? We're going to talk about divorce in there, blending families, you know, dating after divorce, especially in your 40s. Holy shit. Blending families isn't just bringing on children who you will wrap your heart around, but it's also the extended family and all that comes with that. And then the other thing that you're going to hear through Supercast that we won't talk about in BU is a deep dive into something that a lot of you have been asking me to talk about, and that is sales and marketing. I have a very strong background in sales. I started a business with no business experience as a broke nurse working three jobs and through a lot of blood, sweat and tears, painful lessons and growth, I grew that business from zero revenue to a multi-million dollar business. And that was over the course of 12 and a half years. Through Supercast, I am going to teach you how I did that, how to sell anything without feeling salesy or coming across salesy right? How to sell like a boss without feeling weird or looking like a weirdo. I'm your girl. I've got that dialed in. What happens when you're sick of the hustle and grind in business, but you still want to grow and make more money? That's what we'll talk about. So if you head over to the show notes, you will find a link to Supercast. Click on that. I will have a little bit of an intro there. And if you like what you hear, you can subscribe. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. So I used to be a liar, liar, pants on fire. I justified it because I didn't tell huge lies and I did not lie to hurt anyone. 
They were a bunch of little white lies, and even calling it that is such an excuse, right? But I got away with it and let myself get away with it because I knew down deep that I didn't want to hurt anyone and that I was just doing the best I could. And this went on through my 30s. It could have been little lies about why I was running late or I didn't know how to tell someone no, so I would tell two people yes and then have to quote unquote, break up with them at the last minute and figure out what excuse I was going to make. I would lie to my children when I didn't want to tell them no, when I didn't want to disappoint them. I would lie about my feelings and my opinions regarding intimacy and sex. So when you and I encounter someone who isn't telling the truth, it's really, really, really easy to judge. But it's so funny because if we just pause for a second, We are triggered by them not telling the truth because we aren't telling the truth. Because if we truly are honest with ourselves and comfortable being ourselves, we are not triggered if someone doesn't tell the truth because we understand that that action of them not telling the truth is not a reflection of who they are, but it's a reflection of an example of a billboard of their fear, their fear of what you might think, their fear of actually expressing themselves as who they are, their fear of conflict, their fear of rejection. And it's interesting because if we say, well, that person lies because they're a people pleaser. Why are they a people pleaser? Well, they lie because they just don't want to have conflict. Why don't they want to have conflict? Well, they're lying because they want to be liked. Why do they want to be liked? They're lying because it's just so difficult to have a conversation with that other person. It's just easier to lie. Why? Why is it easier? It all boils down to someone who truly isn't willing to be herself. And why are we not willing to be ourselves? Because we either don't feel safe as ourselves. We don't feel safe in our own physical body, literally. We have forgotten who we are. We don't love or even like ourselves. We're constantly numbing and living outside of our body. So we don't even measure. We don't even police. We don't even keep track of what we're saying to people because everything is sort of offline. It's just like we're a robot. All of that boils down to us not being us. And so as I look back on the years and years and years of me constantly telling little lies and probably some big ones if I really thought about it, but but usually just little innocent, innocent little lies, I was unknowingly causing people not to feel safe with me and not trust me. Why is that? Because I didn't trust myself and I didn't feel safe with myself. I was an outspoken, direct, passionate person who was also terrified of not being liked and not being included and not being chosen and not being seen, not being heard, not being loved. So I lied my way through all that shit. I would say I liked something when I didn't. I would have sex when I really did not want to, including the very first time when I lost my virginity. Horrible experience where I said yes because I did not want to hurt his feelings. And that continued for a long, long time. I made big decisions about my life. You heard my abortion story because I wasn't willing to be myself and speak my truth. 
I would go to the hair salon. Have you ever done this? I know you have. All right. How does it look? Great. Inside, I want to cry. Or inside, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you Edward Scissorhands? What did you just do here? Yep, it's great. Awesome. And on top of that, I'd give her a tip. And then I'd get in my car and brush my hair out or go home and wash it. Someone asks us, so what do you think of this outfit? Oh, it's really great. When you know it's not. I used this one example in a previous episode. I can't tell you how many people reached out to me about this one little situation, this one little line that I barely remembered saying. And it was about agreeing to kiss the guy at the end of the date when you don't want to, or the female, depending on who you are. But agreeing to affection when you don't want to, but you don't want to hurt their feelings, or you just don't want to have the conversation. I don't want to get into it. I know someone whose favorite line is, I don't want to get into it right this second. Right this second. That means I don't want to confront this. I want to avoid it. Now, there's some times where you just don't have the bandwidth, et cetera. I get that. There are many times where I'm like, yep, not right now. But if you're saying that a lot and you're saying that often, it's just an example of avoiding. And again, why do we avoid? When you look at people who are unfaithful, oh my gosh, I used to be so judgmental. so like even hateful about people who cheat, cheaters. Once cheater, always cheater, which is so not true. We'll do a whole episode on that. There's such great, powerful information out there now about people who have been unfaithful, who never cheat again. That that saying, once a cheater, always a cheater, is is something that we're just used to saying because we love to judge people. But I was just awful about it. Now, I realize now it's because my dad was unfaithful and my mom told me about it over and over and over and over and over when I was a child and cried about it and threw it out in every argument with him. And so I internalized that. And so I'm like, I hate cheaters. Anyone who ever cheats. I realized recently, I learned recently from an expert that people who are unfaithful in relationships, whether it's a dating relationship or marriage, you know, yes, it causes pain. No, no one should do that. They're avoiders. They're unfaithful because they are not willing to speak their truth and say, I don't want to do this anymore or I want something else. This isn't working for me. Now, all of us would probably agree that the best decision would be for them to go to the person and say, I'm leaving and then go out and kiss someone else. But the people who do go out, color outside of the line, so to speak, kiss on the other side of the fence. We judge them harshly because of the pain it causes the other person. We forget that that person is in pain, doesn't justify their behavior, but it makes you understand it, doesn't it? They're simply avoiding. They're usually people-pleasing avoiders. Now, of course, there are people who are flat-out narcissists and they don't care about other people's feelings or sociopaths, but we're talking about the majority of people. So if you judge someone very harshly for not telling the truth, Like to me, someone who doesn't tell the truth to me creates a feeling of not being safe. Well, that's on me. The reason I don't feel safe, I mean, it's going to erode safety and trust with anybody, right? If someone's lying to you over and over again, especially if you're in a committed relationship. But when anybody's dishonest about anything, I pull away and don't want to be around them. I think it's because of my past. And I think it's because I've never felt safe. And so I feel like 
I don't have something to stand on. And you're not going to be there if I need you. And it triggers all of that stuff, even if it's just a casual conversation with someone. You know, I don't know if you've ever met someone like this, but I knew someone in the past that she lied so much that it made me sad. I mean, she lied about everything. You'd show her, hey, this is our new wallpaper. Oh my gosh, that's the exact wallpaper my grandmother had in her house when I was growing up. Really? Because it just came out last year. It didn't matter what I said. She always, she was a one-upper. You know, the one-uppers? She always had to one-up me, but she always, and she always had to be an expert at everything. And she lied incessantly. And I loved her. I mean, she was such a fun person to be around and so nice, but I was not willing to take that on. She intimidated me. She scared me. She was a little cray-cray. She's someone who would come back at you hard if you ever, ever, ever disagreed with her. And I wasn't willing to be myself. I wasn't willing to speak truth. And there are loving, kind ways to be a loving interruption, right? I was not mature enough or in touch enough with myself to do that. And this was actually a family member, an extended family member. And that person, this is interesting, that person no longer speaks to anyone in our family and cut the whole family off. And I think one of the reasons is because she knows that we know how much she has lied over the years. And she lies to herself every single day. But here's the thing, at the end of the day, you can still love someone like that. If you have capacity in your heart to love yourself, you can love someone like that while having a boundary, right? I can't make you not tell the truth, but I will either be a loving interruption and call you out or I'll just choose to spend less time with you. Now, she she decided that by spending no time with any of us, so it made it easy. But when you have someone in your life who doesn't tell the truth, you know, as you're finding and discovering who you are and loving yourself, you deserve I started to say you owe, you don't owe anyone anything, but you deserve to speak the truth. You don't have to have a megaphone. You should never shame someone. Make sure you realize that you also have lied. There's no way you've never lied. You've lied to yourself. You've lied to someone else at least once, probably a hundred times, right? Side note. I mean, how many times have we lied to ourselves by saying everything's fine? or that we don't deserve something, or that it's bad to want something, or we don't really want, we don't really want to have nice things. We've lied to ourselves and lied to others before, for sure. So your loving interruption for this person cannot come with an ounce of judgment. But you do have an invitation to say to that person in your own words, something like, okay, this is really difficult for me to say. I am so uncomfortable. I'm like sweating. I want you to know that I'm about to tell you that you have toilet paper on your shoe, that you have a little thingy thingy in your nose, you have spinach in your teeth, but it's not going to feel good. But I want you to know that first of all, I know that I've got the same shit in my teeth and in my nose and on my shoe. I know that. And I want you to be that person to me. I want to share with you that when in this relationship, I've noticed a pattern. First of all, I've I've noticed a lot of wonderful things and you could list those. But I have noticed this pattern that I just want to talk about. And that is that there are times when you 
say things to me and you and I both know that they're not true. Or you don't realize that I realize that they're not true. And again, I'm not judging you because, oh, shit, I've done this many times. But why am I bringing it up? Because it's something that's coming between us. It's an elephant, not just in the room, but between you and I. And it's blocking that energy between us. And I want you to know that I'm standing here with my arms open, right? There's no judgment. My arms are open to hold you and hold space for this conversation. Obviously, guys, you have to ask them if they're open to the conversation. And I'm assuming they've said yes if you're saying these things. And you can just kindly invite that person to share why they feel. Like, what is it about me, Marsha? What is it about me that causes you to feel that you can't really be yourself? That'd be a great way to say it. Instead of, um, I'm pretty sure you're lying and uh, we need to get the bottom of it. No. Why with me do you not feel safe enough to speak your truth? What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Marsha, you know what I'm talking about. Like when you said you couldn't come to my barbecue because of X, Y, or Z, I knew that wasn't true. Listen, I want us to have the kind of friendship where you can tell me anything. You don't have to tell me everything, but you can tell me anything and there'll be no judgment. You can be yourself and all of you is welcome. And and you can have that conversation with them. I would suggest having that conversation with yourself first. Looking in the mirror and talking to yourself, doing some journaling, doing some empty chair work. You're sitting in one chair, empty chair next to you. You're saying these things to yourself and then you physically move to the other chair and answer back. I know it sounds kooky, but this is brilliant. One of our coaches taught me this and I, I did this for 20 minutes about something in my past. It was so healing. It might be helpful to have your eyes closed, but either way, run this through yourself first because you and I both know you lie or you have lied. So I hope you found this to be an interesting little chat. If you liked it, send it on. Make sure if you send it to people, you don't say it's because I think you're a lying bitch. (laughs) If you send it to people, you know, just say, hey, I found this super interesting and I want to let you know, I haven't always been honest with you. Remember when I said X, Y, or Z? Me, wasn't true. Out yourself first. And then I guarantee you it will give them permission to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you back here in a couple of days. Bye.